This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop 1 in 5 pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the Product Boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, Jacqueline and Mina here, your co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast. Today, we will be sharing a conversation we had with a fellow female founder. You see, we believe women helping women is what the world needs more of. Introducing our female founder episodes, where we interview fellow female entrepreneurs and highlight their small business. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on product businesses to encourage our community to support each other learn from each other, buy from each other, and lift each other up. So let's jump in. Everyone, we're so excited to bring you another Female Founders episode. So today we have Dr. Alexis Reed. She is a naturopathic doctor, (laughs) and she is the CEO and chief scientist behind Eco Chic Movement. And today we're going to talk about how she raised her average cart value to level up her business. So welcome to the podcast, Alexis. Thank you. We're thrilled to have you. So tell our listeners about your business. What is EcoChic Movement? So it is a 100% non-toxic skincare line that I developed in 2013. So almost eight years ago now. Uh, And the line focuses on moms, products for moms and babies. Amazing. Amazing. And so tell us a little bit about what what is it though? Um, Like what are your best sellers within your kids, your babies and your adult products? Yeah, our two consistent bestsellers on the baby line, it, it's always going back and forth every month, is our diaper cream and our skin conditions cream. Our skin conditions cream is designed to uh, help with eczema. So it's a member of the baby line, but we also have a lot of adults who purchase that as well. And then on the adult line, our consistent number one is the belly butter. So that's one that's designed for stretch mark cream as a stretch mark cream and also for itching of the belly as it's growing during pregnancy. Oh, we remember those times. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I know. I think that that's a big struggle of moms is learning how to manage their kids, like eczema, skin, diaper, the rash, you know, just all of it. 
um, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, like, am I supposed to air out her butt? You know, that like one of those questions where it's like, you never know what to do and you're a new mom. And um, there was not when, so you started in 2013, but I remember mm-hmm. when I had my first daughter in 2010, there really was nothing. I mean, not that I could find that was natural and made for that and just felt like um, it was what I needed. So tell us why you started EcoChic. Is that kind of, it was it a solving of your own problem? Well, it ended up being, but my son wasn't Hello. born until 2019. Um, so it was a bit of <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, so I did my undergrad in chemical engineering, and then I was doing my master's in breast cancer research, focusing on toxicology. And in our lab, we were working with animals, we were working with mice, and part of what we were doing was giving them breast tumors to then test different drugs to see how those drugs responded. And one of the things that we would inject our mice with to give them tumors was parabens. And this was in probably like 2008, 2009. This is so Um, scary. (laughs) Yeah. And they've known that since the 40s. Like when I was diving into the research to write my thesis, there's documented research on this since the 1940s. So parabens are commonly, especially in 2009, there are more products without them now. But in 2009, across the board, they were in everything. They're used as fragrance and um, preservative. So they're pretty much in all skincare products at that time. So, you know, you're doing this in the lab during the day and then you go home at night and like have a shower, use your shampoo, put on lotion, read the ingredients and it's all parabens. And actually one of the most commonly recommended creams for babies from, you know, doctors, especially if they're having any skincare issues. I don't know if it's the same in the States, but up here it's Galaxal Base. Um, And I actually worked at that company when I was a in engineering as a co-op student and it's one of the worst ones like if you look on the back every ingredient is like methylparaben probylparaben so um this really bothered me at the time in like 2008 2009 i went to my local health food store and even though i am a naturopathic doctor i'm not like super crunchy um so all the products that were available then were very like they smelled like lavender and hemp and you know they were ugly like the packaging was gross so i didn't I, I bought some of those and dealt with it. And then when I was in naturopathic school, we had a whole section on herbs and their use in skincare ailments. So I started formulating, been thinking about doing it for a while. So I started formulating in my apartment while I was still going to school and played around. And then because I like had no clue what I was doing, um, from the business side of things, I just was like, I'm just gonna go to Whole Foods and see if they want my product. <laughs> And I went to Whole Foods and I approached them with the adult line and they were like, yeah, cool. You know, we have a million adult lines, but if you could formulate us something for babies that really works, like come on back and we'd be interested. So that's, I went back, formulated the adult line and then went back to Whole Foods and it it was a two year process to get into Whole Foods, but that was kind of how it all started. And like, (laughs) I really knew nothing when they asked me for an invoice. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you an invoice. I had no idea what an invoice was. (laughs) My brother-in-law has multiple businesses. So I like texted him and I was like, I need an invoice. I don't know what I'm doing. And he typed one up and sent it to me. (laughs) So, so you went back to them with the baby line and then, and so how did you, did you just roll up to your local Whole Foods or what, you know, how did that process look? Yeah, the Whole Foods. Well, I lived in Toronto, but at that time, but there wasn't very many Whole Foods in Canada yet. So it was in Oakville, which is like a half hour away. So I just drove out to Whole Foods in Oakville and asked someone working in the skincare department to talk to the buyer and yeah she was like well I'm not really interested in adult but if you could formulate me some babies so I went home 
I did it in like two weeks. It was, I wish I still had pictures of it. Cause it was just in like packaging. I brought from the dollar store and I like wrote baby lotion. Like it just formulated it out and tested it on some friends and family and then went back to Whole Foods. That is amazing. I love that because, you know, you will never get what you don't ask for. And it's like, and then that was what phenomenal feedback to get that literally changed your business, right? Because they really, there was probably a gap in the market that they saw that you didn't see initially Mm -hmm. for yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely we led with the baby and the baby still outperforms adult. And then, yeah, in, in 2019, when my son was born, he was born with what multiple doctors said were the most severe eczema they'd ever seen. So oh he just crazy. He looked like a burn victim. He was like weeping and peeling. And yeah. So then we went through our own eczema battle with him six years after I'd been, you know, helping parents with eczema, both in my practice and through the creams. So I thought I had eczema under control and then he threw me a curveball. So he was like, all right, now we're going to really test you, mom. (laughs) Now we're going to see how great of a doctor and scientist you really are. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, so so that's okay. Well, one, we're sorry that you had to deal with that, but I think, (laughs) you know, as my mom always says, like, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. So I'm glad that, you know, that you worked through that with him. And then, so you're in whole foods now and how many whole foods are you in, in Canada? Uh, six. So they go regionally. So we're in the Northwest territory in Canada. So it's six stores. So I'm in Ottawa. So we're in the Ottawa store and then there's five other ones in the GTA. Amazing. And then any other big retailers that you're in right now? Um, not like big box like that. Snuggle bugs is another fairly big baby brand in Canada. They have multiple, I don't even know how many they have right now, eight or nine stores. Um, and then Terra 20 is a single store, but it's in Ottawa, but they, they're sort of like well.ca for any of the Canadian people. They're an eco department store. So they are actually our number one selling wholesaler. Amazing. That's amazing. So do want to get into the U.S. market? Like, how is it going with expanding beyond Canada? I do. There's been Mm -hmm. some hiccups with the website. So we do have um, some U.S. online customers, about five, not much, about 5% of our business is U.S., no U.S. wholesalers. Um, But that is something that I'm trying to get into fair. For bulletin. Yeah. Come on, bulletin. Take Canadians. We are here um, <laughs> right. and we're working with Alexis in our mastermind. So um, yes, we have Canadian masterminders. We have masterminders all over the world. And we've been working with you now for several months and we're excited because you're actually leveling up in revenue, right? Like your, your business has been growing and yeah, you're kind of stepping into that next level. So I want to talk a little bit about that because your revenue has been growing. So yes, you're not in the US yet. No. Um, but there's the still lots of opportunity in Canada. So we many yeah. that out. So not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And when you when you get here and when you're here, but everyone can still, you know, they can buy from your website, which is mm-hmm. ecochicmovement.com, and she sells to the US. So um it's yeah, actually least... cheaper for her to ship to the US than Canada. So. <laughs> yeah. And the shipping's pretty quick to the US too, depending where. Mm-hmm. Like any anywhere on the eastern US is pretty pretty quick. But I think that it's probably the same no matter what, because I'm getting things delayed anyways. And it's not because it's international. It's literally because shipping is shipping, Mm -hmm. you know? So talk to us a little bit more about that. You know, what made you realize that you needed to make your cart bigger or are your shipping, you know, cost bigger, right? Because 
Because wasn't it in an evaluation of your numbers? Yes. <laughs> so um, I have two co-op students working with me this semester. One of them is in accounting. So I had, with his help, we were going through the numbers and my margins just on, on product and wholesale and re- retail price are great. But the challenge we were coming up against is when people were ordering 20 to $30 worth of product for me to even ship within my city is minimum $10. And I was charging them $5 for shipping and then free shipping at 75, I believe I was doing. Um, And we did that at the beginning of COVID to try to encourage online orders. But what was happening is we were getting a lot of orders in that even 20 to $40 range. And then sometimes if someone ordered on the other side of the country, if they're super rural, rural, their uh, shipping cost was like $18. And then we're only recouping five. So it's costing us 13 and the order is only $20. So it just even though our products had great margins, the shipping margins were killing us. Yeah, the overhead, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, for everybody that's listening, Alexis was just giving them the $5 rate, right? Because before, shipping was more affordable and you probably yeah. just, you know, move forward with it year after year, thinking that that would at least pay for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it sort of had the opposite effect of lowering average cart value because people were okay, you know, mentally with paying $5 on a $40 order <laughs> yeah, instead of were. trying to stretch themselves to $75 for free shipping. So it wasn't working psychology-wise. So what we did, we played around with a few different options. So initially, I just, uh, we ship with Canada Post. I don't ship with UPS or FedEx right now because their rates aren't comparable to Canada Post. Um, I'm just looking, I'm in my center here. Uh, Some of our boxes, you know, if people order a baby shower gift set or some of our products are fairly heavy and big. So we do ship bigger boxes and they're quite expensive with FedEx and UPS. So what we did at first was I'm on Shopify. So we just changed it to try to make the customer pay the actual Shopify like discounted rate through Shopify and our sales just plummeted. So we were doing I tried that for a week. I was like, oh, we'll just ride it out for a week. Um, but we were doing less sales in a week than we had been doing in a day. So that wasn't a great option. And then I was talking, oh, I um, I also dabble in the service side of uh, online products. So I was talking to some people in my online product um, support area and they were like, this product, I was this course I was going to launch. They're like, you're charging way too little for that. So then it just made me think maybe I should look at my prices. I'm probably charging too little for my products as well. Uh, and I went on to the body shop's website and they were selling just a generic, not natural body butter for $21. And I was selling my natural one for 19. So I was like, oops. So I increased my prices overall, anywhere from one to $5 depends on the product. And then we took our free shipping or our flat rate shipping from five to $8. But I moved the free shipping threshold down to 60. And now that seems to be working quite well. We are still getting some orders under 60. But um, our average cart was at 50-ish before, and now it's it's going more up to 75, which is over the free shipping threshold, which is where our old free shipping threshold was. So, Did you ever test, and I forget right now, but did you ever test where it wasn't a flat rate of free shipping, but rather they just paid whatever the shipping was until they got to that free threshold? Yeah, and we got nothing. It didn't work. Our sales like, psh. Okay. 
Yeah. So because, because the rates are so expensive. So when people are picking like two or three creams and then it comes up $15 to ship them. Right. Yeah. And so like, this, is, this is like that trial and error, right? Where a lot of times people ask for this one, this one answer. And when we were working through this with you in the mastermind, there were a couple questions. One, I just want to like back us up before that your site used to be, um, it was Canadian to us and I was paying less in the U S yeah. to buy from you. Significantly in less like 70 like, cents on the dollar <laughs> deal of a deal for me. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is cheap. And so one of the first things we worked on with you was, was your website recognizing if people were in the U S or in Canada, it didn't. And then it, it just populated the price. So right now mm-hmm. are they across the board the same? So $21 in Canada is $21 in the U S they're supposed to be, we're yeah. still having a bit of issues because Shopify doesn't want to let you do that without okay. the Shopify plus plan. So we have an app. I can't remember the name of the app right now, but we have an app that's doing it, but it's still a little finicky. So, and there's a toggle that people can change it at the bottom. But you are charging like you're charging more or less the same across the board now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We may need to, I've been talking back and forth with my web designer. We may need to build out like when you go on other sites and it pops up and says, are you in Canada? Are you in the U S at the beginning Mm -hmm. where they choose that option? We may need to build that in. If this remains finicky before we really push into the U S we're not, you know, we still have a lot to uh, exacerbate in Canada first. So before we really push into the U S we're probably going to build out another site. And it's actually something because when I just went on your site, it says it looks like you're in the U.S. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And we toggled it and I toggled it and then it populated for me. Okay, so, good. <laughs> yeah, so it's working. Um, so that's one thing, right? So that was one. And like you were losing money not only on shipping, but you're also losing money on conversions shipping mm-hmm. from Canada to the U.S. Because right now the U.S. dollar is stronger than the Canadian dollar. Um, so that was one big thing and just kind of finding lost money, right? Mm-hmm. You knew your product was profitable, but there was lost money happening. And then the second thing that you did, which was another, I think, um, question that we brought up in the mastermind was the shipping. Do I charge the flat rate? Do I raise the threshold? Like, where do I go with that? And so you've kind of done all of this in the last few months. And so, and you said now you're doing better. So did you see that raising your prices and setting a threshold has really added to your bottom line? It has added definitely margin wise. We've had a slowdown right now that I think is related to the iOS update and our Facebook ads and all of that going on right now. But I think once we ride ride this bump out that it will but it also I hadn't been aggressively going after wholesale Mm -hmm. um just because of all of this so now it has opened up our margins more for wholesale um so just in the last week or two we have reached out to I think we're closing in on 50 wholesalers that we've reached out to so amazing should be bringing in some new ones there hopefully soon Yeah. I mean, I think that um, you already know that wholesalers want it. So, and plus it's definitely easier to get into, you kind of did it in the flip way, right? Most times it's easier to get to direct to consumer versus wholesale, but you flipped Mm -hmm. it because you walked into a, you know, Whole Foods and got into your first one. And I think that that is exceptional of you. You know, I think that's really hard for people to even fathom walking into somewhere and even asking who the buyer is, much less actually speaking to them and then um, creating a product that met what they're what they wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, that's probably not something I would do now, but I did it then. Like, you don't think so? 
I don't know. I haven't <laughs> since. I kind of got a little turned off wholesale for a while. Like before I, I have my local wholesalers and a few um, key ones, but most of them I've had five or six years. I hadn't really reached out to wholesale in uh-huh. a while. So yeah, I think, you know, people, there's a love and hate that comes with wholesale because it is so much work and a lot of putting yourself out there. And it feels like sometimes, um, I mean, it's not as, as much money, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's cut in half. But honestly, I know businesses that their bread and butter is wholesale. And, you know, it sometimes is easier too. some people love it because they only have to ship out a certain amount. They don't have to worry about those one off orders. They don't have to worry about no. the overall shipping. And it's simple, you know, but definitely they're different animals for sure. Yeah. And it, it gets new eyes on your products too. Yeah. Expand, expand your audience. So. Right. So what are you working on? I know that there's with COVID and everything <laughs> happening, you know, mom life is, is real, right? Like the having issues and everything appointment, yeah. right. For your son and then building a business and everything. So how's it going and where, where are you focusing right now? So my son currently, because he wouldn't take a nap is driving around with my husband while he's on a call in the car. <laughs> That is literally my life. I feel like too. (laughs) We've been having to do that a lot lately because they won't accept him at full-time daycare because he won't nap. So we just have to like put him in the car and drive him and do our calls on in the car. Um, (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely working hours have been reduced. Uh, Thankfully I do have two co-op students working with me right now. So that um, has been very helpful. And I, I also have another part-time employee who does production, but I've had her for two years. So she's not new since COVID. So right now we're working on a lot of things because we're always working on a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> we're working on the, re- the outreach to wholesale. Uh, we're putting together a virtual, we're doing it, we're running an event. So we're putting together a virtual baby shower uh, for geared at moms who, you know, have missed out on their baby shower or you know, moms really in the last two years who COVID has put a big impact on their mat leave experience or their baby shower. So we ran this event last year. And what I did was I partnered with a bunch of brands that I already knew. And we did a sort of a Facebook party. Everybody came, there was giveaways for all the different brands. And, and it so- was successful. Let's yeah. talk about the numbers of that. Cause that was right. You know, we're hitting the anniversary of COVID, but that event was, was it right before COVID or right after? Uh, we did it. I was just looking the other day, May 14th. So okay. it oh, was wow. day yeah, before. Right, <laughs> right um, prime COVID. Uh, we had <laughs> 700 moms attend and we had 24 including myself participating businesses and over eight thousand dollars worth of giveaway prizes but i didn't position it so that it was like one big giveaway i think i can't remember exactly but i think we had like 36 or 46 winners we had a lot of winners and then i also did a, a coupon code during it was only live during the event and trying to remember i think we did during the event. But at that point in time, I was only doing $3,000 a month online. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, double what we were doing online. Right. And how many email addresses did you collect from that? 700 ish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty incredible thing. And you're doing it again this year. Are you looking for people if they wanted to message you if they have baby products? (laughs) Yeah, we are. Uh, So I just sent out an email. So we're looking at doing it probably the second of of May. We're doing it ahead of Mother's Day this year because I'm thinking I'm going to do a little Mother's Day promotion post-show. So I just sent out the email to pass the people that participated last year to see if 
to give them first chance if they want back in. But I, I do have a few other brands that have come on my radar in the last year that I want to invite. And yeah, we are definitely um, open to receiving. So how other should they want to come in? How do they contact you? Um, they can contact <laughs> my email. Do they want DM? Let's have them DM like, you. My email's not currently working. Thanks for Microsoft back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Let's they can do, do a DM. Yeah. So she's at um, Eco Chic Movement, right? At Eco yeah. Chic Movement. Okay. On Instagram, you can DM her. And it is such an amazing event because what I love about it too is that now you get to do it a second time and you're really positioning yourself in a way that you are such a thought leader, right? You're such mm-hmm. a, um, like just thinking about the research that went into this, you've already been in this 2013, you do the math, right? Yeah. Well, it was November. So just seven yeah, years. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. A little over seven years. And um, it just, it, I think it's perfect for you get new leads and also you are position, positioning yourself. Plus you made $3,000 worth of sales. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really interested, interesting to see now because we're out of a little bit of the COVID scare of, you know, the initial reaction to that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it just goes to show you people still have babies, even in pandemic oh, yeah. times. Oh, more babies. <laughs> more, more, babies. So. more first babies is the theory because people who are already at home with their kids are like, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but more first babies I've been hearing. That's so funny. So. Um, so, okay. So I wanted to ask you a tip that you could share with our other product entrepreneurs out there. So what sort of advice or tip would you want to share with them? about running a business or anything really? Um, I think, and and this was a hard one for me is that, you know, often you are the bottleneck and you have to delegate out things and you shouldn't like, you know, once you reach a certain level, you really shouldn't be doing $15 an hour tasks. And like, I still find myself like I was emailing wholesalers. Like that's probably not, that's probably something I could have had a script for and passed off to someone else. But um, just how much, especially when you're the maker, because I was the maker and I was really hesitant to let someone else make my products. I actually didn't hire anyone until I was like nine months pregnant and physically couldn't make my products, but just how much taking yourself out of all that day-to-day work allows you to, you know, have more of a vision and think about where things are going and, and be available for other opportunities that come along because you're not in the basement in my case for, you know, six hours a day trying to fill a wholesale order. Yeah. I love that. I think I'm going to add on to that because I see something that you've done so well is that not only are you not doing the $15 task, but you've also thrust yourself into the spotlight. I think that's something that people are scared of especially when it's sometimes why they stay in $15 tasks, but you went up to a whole, you know, a wholesale account. You've created an event where you're the spotlight and essentially the, the sponsor of the entire event, you know? So I would say that I would say, take yourself out of the $15 task and do not be afraid to, to put the spotlight on yourself. Yeah. And like, I still don't do it enough. Like I don't, I'm not like Annika on uh, reels and stuff. Like I'm still not in video enough on Instagram and on Facebook. And you do it in your own way. Doing all that, but you know, so Annika definitely her her genius is reels. Like those facial expressions. I was like, you need to earn an Emmy for these (laughs) reels. But I think you do it in your own way, and you're very much introverted compared to her. And just and and it's exceptional in your own way. You know, Mm -hmm. so and I'll add um, to that. 
too, because you're as, as the chief scientist, right, behind this brand and the fact that you are a scientist, it's not just somebody in your basement being like, oh, I'm going to add these natural oils to <laughs> jojoba and, you know, yeah. like you're you know, you're, you're, you're a doctor, you went to school, you're an engineer, you are the chief scientist behind it. So even if it's not necessarily, you know, I don't know, Dr. Brahmers, for example, my husband buys Dr. Brahmers. We don't know who Dr. Brahmers is. He died a long time ago, but there's a <laughs> lot of information about him on that bottle, you know? Yeah. And so the idea is like trusting the quote unquote, trusting the doctor and the doctor has like the right prescription for you. And so I think I'm really excited to watch your growth as because you, you are a thought leader, you're coming out with a course to help moms with eczema, which is the product that you sell, right? So, because mm-hmm. you, you were doing client or patient work. <laughs> what, are you yes. laughing? Because it's... <laughs> no, because my previous course idea, they were like, mm, how does this lead into anything? Oh, yeah. What was it? <laughs> I forget what your first... It was on mom, mom burnout. But that's right. I don't really have anything yeah. to follow that up besides one-to-one consults. Versus right. you were like, or you teach people how to deal with eczema. And then you say <laughs> a part of your solution is buying my products. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I think, I think it's really interesting watching you step into that, like your confidence, because I think your confidence as a doctor, you're confident with your patients, you're confident as a scientist, you're confident in all of that. And now I think it's stepping into that confidence as like Mina said, the thought leader of this business, you're doing it by hosting this virtual baby shower, right? And having a super successful way at that anyways. You're doing that because you know the ingredients that perform well. And now you've had your own son who post you starting this business really needed help, right? So you're an expert from just mom life experience and your, you know, physician experience. So I think it's going to be really fun to watch you step into, you know, doc, like, well, Dr. Alexis said, I know <laughs> the doctor of eczema, you know, it'll be, it'll be fantastic, you know, just having you, cause you're already so far ahead of the rest of us. You know, you already, you, I mean, you're so far ahead of yourself, right? You already were doing these experiments on and learning all these things. And and then you created a product and then you had a son who had that. So it just, it's crazy to think about how your journey evolved. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine what it's going to look like even further down into, you know, even a couple of years. So, Alexis, no. like, <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Well, the problem, the problem with me is I always have lots of big plans and like big projects and big That's ideas. Okay. So. That's why yeah. we're working together, right? Like keeping you focused and, and, and you have, like you've made huge, just in the last like five, six months, like the huge moves you've made. The, the thing, the cool thing about you is I'm sure you're high in fact finding, like I'm sure you're very much a researcher and maybe a bit slower to start, but you've actually moved very quickly. So you might actually be at, have you ever taken the Colby? No. I wonder where she is on the quick start because I think you research, but you actually do like when you get coached, I you take action. Scientists. Well, my husband's She's a two husband. on the quick start and Lord help me. It's like pulling teeth. Let me tell you to get him to do anything. I would but say moves quick. Yeah. So I would say that you're more like a three or four where he's a two. Jacqueline's in a nine or something. I'm like, obviously. Off. I'm like yeah. let's do it. <laughs> okay, we're doing it now. I'm a seven. Seven to nine is considered high. Um, yeah. But I think that even knowing that, I mean, you, you do take such great action. It's impactful action. And I think 
whenever you are put into the spotlight, I mean, this is the second time you're running the baby shower, for example. And I think that that is such a huge, bold move. The opportunities from it are like massive. And so you don't actually have to do a lot. I think what you happen to do is very impactful and significant. So don't feel like, you know, you need to have all these ideas or you need to do all these things. You're onto something here, you know? And so I think with that, let's share with everybody how they can support you, share you and buy from you. Sure. So our uh, website is ecochicmovement.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at EcoChic Movement and on Pinterest. That's a, a newer adventure, but we're liking it at uh, EcoChic Movement as well. Amazing. Well, thank you for being with us. And we cannot wait to continue to watch you grow. Thank you. Thanks, Lexis. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey, friends. Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business, online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge if you head to shop one in 5 The link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the Shop 1 in 5 pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.